Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Nobody covers the Colts better than Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan. One half of the morning show over there. KB, what are we calling the morning show over there? What's the official title of this new gig over there? Yeah, we've got the wake-up call with KB and Andy. So... Maybe a little bit of a mouthful, but yeah, the wake-up call with KB and Andy. It's myself and Andy Sweeney, who uh, joins us from Louisville, and that started earlier today. All right. Well, congratulations on uh, the show. I mean, you were there before, but now it's a new show. You survived the cut, and it's Nigel and I's experience. If you've been in a radio long enough and you survive a show change and a cut, that's worthy of a celebration. Uh, preach, yeah. I'm I'm trying to do what Purdue basketball can't do in March, and that is survive in advance. So far, <laughs> survive in advance. Hey, man. Before we get into this uh, Colts Bears game, the X's, the O's, who played, who didn't. Can I just say what a hunk of crap? What a horrible experience that whatever it was on Saturday is for somebody that paid full price. Like, season ticket holders that get stuck having to pay full price for that. You know, Richardson sits out. Fields sits out. The top six Bears receivers, top six, all sat out. And people paid full price for that. Preseason is such a scam, man. Yeah, and honestly, I'll probably go here, if you don't mind, Hammer. I thought the Colts were incredibly shady in how they handled the lack of announcement over who would start a quarterback. Um, you know, Shane Steichen said after the game, yeah, we're leaning towards playing our starters Thursday in Philly. And the week before, he was like, yeah, Anthony Richardson's going to start in Buffalo. There was no announcement over Anthony Richardson playing or not playing leading into Saturday night, the only home preseason game of the year. And I'm usually not one that puts on this tinfoil hat, but I said to Jake late last week when we were wrapping up what was our final morning show, and and I, I said, you know what? Shane Steichen, no comments on Wednesday when asked if starters are going to play on Saturday. He's not made available to the media after their final joint practice on Thursday. And then there's no announcement leading up to kickoff at 7 o'clock on Saturday night are they really trying to like run away from these questions because they just want as many fans as possible to show up to their only home preseason game? Again, that's the vibe I got, and that is ended up playing out. And again, Richardson didn't start. So I thought the whole handling of it was really shady and a disservice to their home fan base, in particular it being the only home preseason game. And that doesn't even get into the decision where I think Richardson should have played in the game anyway. Yeah, the strategy worked. It seemed like there were a lot of fans there. There, Bears fans and sure. Colts fans. It looked like a full house and the decision not to play their face of the franchise, the, the rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. What was said afterwards as to the excuse? Why didn't he play? Yeah, you know, Shane pointed to the joint practice last week with the Bears. And do you get a lot of nice reps in? Sure. But I mean, Shane or Anthony Richardson is still wearing a red jersey in those practices. And I just think it's a really poor message, Nige, to send to your team when you're like, yeah, guys, we won four games last year. We just had the most embarrassing season this franchise has seen in years. 
It's a new coaching staff. We've got a starting quarterback with 13 career starts in college, and we're going to sit everybody <laughs> in week two of the preseason. Like, I, I wasn't born yesterday. The Colts have lost nine straight season openers. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL in the month of September in the Chris Ballard era. Something is not being done right to lead into seasons. And they continue to kind of operate with this. We're not going to play a lot of starters in the preseason. Uh, and I think it's really beneficial not only for Richardson to get the reps, but the other guys on the offense around him. I won't bore you guys too much with these like practice details, but last Thursday was their final training camp practice against the Bears. It was the, the, the second joint practice. And Richardson threw nine passes that night, and three of the nine passes he completed were all called back due to penalties, offensive line penalties. These weren't holding penalties. They were ineligible men downfield. Well, I think a big reason for that is they're running plays that have these run or pass options, which, again, is is different from what a normal NFL offense would look like. So the other guys around Richardson have to get used to running this offense. And I'm thinking, boy, the last time you were just out there, you had all these penalties screw-ups, and then 48 hours later, a chance to play in the game, you decide not to play any of those starters. So it just didn't really add up. I think the Colts have handled this very well quarterback-wise all up until – you know, last week in relation to him playing in the preseason game. I mean, if the Colts were Kansas City or Cincinnati or Buffalo, I would totally understand if they chose not to put their franchise quarterback out there at all for preseason. But you mentioned it earlier, Kevin. We're talking about Anthony Richardson here, who started his senior season of high school one year at Florida, and that's pretty much it. This isn't even like, you know, Peyton at Tennessee or Andrew Luck at Stanford, where they had multiple years of playing. Right. And, I mean, let's be honest, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen just played this, this weekend in their respective preseason games. So clearly it meant something to them. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, two fellow rookies drafted above Anthony Richardson, who played a lot more in college than Richardson. They also played this weekend. So, again, I think the Colts have handled Richardson and the amount of reps he's gotten very well, really up until this point. But even if you want to go bigger picture than him, I just think it's an awful message to send to your football team when you're like, yeah, let's just play the backups when there's only three preseason games. And that, to me, didn't really add up at all. Um, and I think it was kind of a soft message to, uh, to send to them. Kevin Bowen joining us from 107.5 The Fan. So I'm watching whatever that was on Saturday, that <laughs> debacle of a preseason game. And again, won. it is, but it's like fruit strike gum, right? The first five minutes, you're excited. This is good. You see the helmets. Ten minutes later, you're like, well, this sucks. Um, but at one point, I texted Nige and I just said, buckle up. Ursay in the studio. And Jim Ursay joined the TV broadcast and started talking about Jonathan Taylor. For those who didn't catch it, what did uh, the boss man have to say? Well, you certainly had to sift through a lot to wait for the Taylor uh, comments. I actually thought on the Jim Ursay meter, it was rather tame. Now, again, I think the Jim Ursay meter has quite a lot on it, but I, I didn't think it went too, too overboard. You could sift through the two minutes of Taylor comments. And by the way, we should mention, he just organically brought him up. There's no way that, you know, the Colts were like, ask him about it. You know? Right. You know, Ursay's just going to do whatever Ursay wants. Uh, you know, you could nitpick and look at some of the comments in there. He references the collective bargaining agreement and the contract issues, and I think that was a little dig at Taylor's agent and saying, hey, look in the CBA. 
know, this is what it says. Uh, but I, 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 I might be stretching a little bit there. I did have to laugh. He, he ended it with something to the effect of, like, you know, hopefully Chris, Ball- Chris Ballard can calm some of the waters. I'm thinking, well, that's a pretty, pretty public admittance of the, the waters are rocky, yeah. which I agree. I mean, both sides are at very different ends of the spectrum with this. And then also I'm thinking, you help stir those waters. It's not like you've made everything, you know, calm and, and, and smooth. Like that tweet that he sent out a few weeks ago, read the room. You know that your best player who's in a contract uh, issue and his agent is, is not going to be happy about that. So um, I think we're to the point now, though, guys, that in the next handful of days, maybe stretch it out to 10 days, you have to get answers here. A week from Tuesday is roster cuts. You will get an answer. Not that Taylor will be cut, of course, but he's currently on the physically unable to perform list. You have to make a decision whether you keep him on that list and he'll miss the first four games of the season or you bring him off and he could play in those first four games. And I also just think he's got to practice. Like, if he wants to be ready week one, I mean, guys, we're, we're – approaching two and a half weeks away from the season opener. Jonathan Taylor hasn't been on a a practice field or game field since December of last year. So if he wants to play, you've got to get him practicing very soon. Last thing here, KB, before we let you go, um, what is the chances, what are the chances that Jonathan Taylor is in the Colts lineup opening day? Just your gut feeling, Kevin. That's a great question. I'll say like 58%, 58%, but the fact that I'm so waffling around 50-50 tells you, you know, just how, yeah. A, how much indecision I have, clearly, and how much I think there's an, un- an unknown with this. They only have one practice this week, guys. That is tomorrow in Philadelphia. They play Thursday night. They won't practice again, so I guess maybe the weekend at the earliest. And once you get to this weekend, you're two weeks out. All these guys are pretty sensitive about their bodies. Jonathan Taylor strikes me as a very hypersensitive individual about his body and where he's at. You throw this contract thing on top of it. I don't know if two weeks is ready for a guy like him. I know he plays a position that you rotate a lot of guys at, but I just can't say with a ton of confidence he's out there week one, even saying 58%. I might think to myself, man, that's a little bit too high. Where can we get more coverage? Yeah, 107.5 The Fan, tons of written content up on our website. Uh, And then as you uh, let off with it, the wake-up call with uh, myself, Kevin Bowen, KB, and Andy. That's Andy Sweeney uh, every morning, 7 to 10, over on 107.5 The Fan. KB, awesome job. We'll talk next week. Yeah, thanks, guys.